what's up, Can I Get a Redo podcast fam? It's your host, Jamie Nicole. Today is season five, episode three, and we're going to talk about artificial intelligence and primarily its usage in the world of prose, writing, literature, and we're still working with our book for season five, The Book of Questions by Gregory Stock. Today I selected question number six from the book, which is on page five of the revised and updated copy. Let me start by reading the question word for word from the book. How would you react if you learned that a sad and beautiful poem that touched you deeply had been written by a computer? Hmm. Well, let's talk about it, podcast fam. AI, chat, GPT-2 is out. I mean, this is a hot topic, Um, but it has kind of been for a couple years. At least I've learned that, especially studying for the podcast, just was a little bit surprised by um, how many years we've actually been studying AI and how long it's been in development. And just life has gone by and it's not something that I really have started to encounter in my day-to-day life until this past year, year and a half, I would say. It's become something that people are actually using now and not just researching and experimenting with. It's available for people to use. And I've seen some things produced by chat GPT and I'm sure you have too and I'm also certain that we may or may may not agree on our opinions of AI and its usage and potential effects on society but I picked this question because I think it's an important topic and I don't think it's one that we will be able to avoid anymore. I think that all people have to make their own moral, ethical, opinionative decisions about using AI, whether it be in their personal life, their academic life, their financial life, or their professional life. Um, I mean, if you are a job seeker, then maybe you've encountered some job listings where they're asking you to become an employee that writes things and creates things for AIs. So I think that we all can participate in this discussion, even though the question happened to center on how would you feel if um, you can happen to connect and were touched by a poem that you read, but it wasn't written by an actual person. We can still talk about the impacts because that's basically what the question is pointing to you, to to you and to me and to all of us is how do we feel about artificial productions? How do we feel about it? I want to answer this question for us and then today might be one of our 
maybe slightly less organized types of conversations, but I think there's a good flow and a good close. So thanks for tuning in to the Can I Get a Redo podcast today. I'm glad to talk with you and I'm ready to dig in and share my answer on what my thoughts would be. Maybe I should read the question again. How would you react if you learned that a sad and beautiful poem that touched you deeply had been written by a computer? Well, computer, I think that it wouldn't matter that it was written by a computer to me if something was written, a a piece of prose was written by AI. I don't, I don't believe that I have a problem with that. I don't think that's going to detract from whatever experience I'm having. Words are words. Viewer, receiver, listener, all are the ones that assert the value and are the owner of the experience, the reaction, the opinion towards it. Words already have their meaning before they're assembled through chat GPT. We already have an established, long-standing English vocabulary. Why would the fact that a computer is assembling the words matter, really? That's my opinion. Connotative meaning is is not one that requires the speaker to be real. And when we're dealing with prose, we're dealing with poetry in particular, there is a, a lot of connotative meaning. There's a lot of open interpretation and room for very unique experiences across the board for all different types of readers. I personally just could care less that the computer jambled it together and spit it out. The way I see it, the man is behind the robot. And this is where our conversation gets a little weird, gets a little spicy, hopefully not argumentative, but what we're doing is having a discussion that kind of derives and bounces off of my thoughts, okay? So don't be upset. Stay tuned with me and let's talk more about this. So I've already said that I would not, I would not be a concerned reader if I found out that something I read was written by the computer instead of an actual person. To explain further why I feel that way, words come 
come to life in the translation process. And I think the reader owns that. I think the owner of the experience and the reaction, it's totally on the reader. And this, I'm getting repetitive, but think context. Context is created in the assembly process of sentence structure formation, but interpreted independent of a speaker or creator of the word art. So whatever the source is, has its own process and the recipient, the reader, the viewer, the intaker has their own process. They don't have to match and they don't have to always align unless we're talking about legal documents or contracts or things that have to follow a certain order, but we're not. Our question from the book of questions is about poetry and whether or not the beauty and the emotive respect and admiration you have for that poem would be changed by finding out if it was written, that it was written by a computer. Let me give you an example. So fiction, TV shows, they all are comprised of fake stories, but we still make personal emotional connections to the characters, to the plot, to the ending, to the conflicts within the plot lines. Yes, fiction and TV shows, they're written by humans, at least they used to be, <laughs> maybe not now, but I'm sure that some disclaimers are going to have to be given to us moving forward if, if AI is responsible for creation of such things. But nonetheless, it's fiction and TV and movies it contains false narratives, false characters, just a lot of falsehood. But we still learn from these pieces. We still connect regardless of the source. Because I've got to point out, do you really get to know an author? I mean, unless you're a student or you're someone that really does put work into getting to know the background of an author, their personal life, their writing repertoire, um, their style, things like that. Most people don't take time to do that unless you're just a super reader or like I said, I think if you're in the world of academia or education in some way, then, then maybe you do that kind of homework. But most people just go off of word of mouth or the way a book cover looks or the way a title sounds or book reviews. And, and that's for folks that actually still read. But We, we do the same with fiction that's written by a human. So what difference does it make if the fiction or the poetry is written by the computer? Like I said, I believe that, that man is responsible for bringing this into the world, into humanity, AI. So also going back to pointing out We've already got an established 
vocabulary, dictionary, all the things, words already have their meanings. It's just being assembled by a computer. So if it ends up being a beautiful work, then I, I, I just don't think I can take issue, at least not the way that this question from the book of questions is posed. I want to talk about something I found in studying for this podcast episode. And it comes from an article published in The Guardian and The New Yorker. It's basically a speech given by Steve Hawking, who was in the director of research at Cambridge University, but also a professor and um, responsible for different theories. Um, I think his most popular or well-known um, theory had to do with exploding black holes, dealing with relativity and quantum mechanics. This is all not my expertise here, but Steve Hawking was an English theoretical physicist. He died in 2018 from Lou Gehrig's disease. But in this speech that I wanted to mention for today's podcast, I found a quote by Steve Hawking where he gives a warning that we all already have been wondering about artificial intelligence and chat GPT in particular and its creation of prose um, his quote, I'm going to paraphrase it. He says, AI will either be the best or the worst thing to happen to humanity. And I have much respect for Steve Hawking, but I do disagree with this quote because I don't think that it's a clear black and white when it comes to chat GPT and having computers write and think and do things for us. I think that it's just another thing like COVID, wars, poverty, drugs that has happened to humanity. Why should we think it's going to be so black and white if it's either going to be good or bad? I feel like a lot of things that are invented or trends, things that happen in our culture and society and to humanity, that there's generally a black and white mixture there's usually gray area there's usually both good and bad so I guess I'm just not into being so absolute but I know that Steve Hawking is was excuse me since he passed highly intelligent surpasses my intelligence I'm sure but I do disagree I think that the implementation that we've seen in the past year, year and a half of, of AI, whether it's writing or doing different tasks um, in different job fields and creation of artwork and images and things like that, I, I just think it's another thing happening to the world that is going to result in both good and bad. Yes. The use of AI, especially for for writing what we used to know as intellectual 
property as thought. Maybe for some people it's going to take the life out of written word. But we have to acknowledge as humanity that this is just the path that we're on, that we've been on in the digital age as technology has advanced, as we've gotten smartphones in our hands and everything else that we have now. We've been down this path of changes, both good and bad, with morality and technology. So why be so surprised that computers are now writing poetry? Hawking says, it's great to study the future of intelligence rather than the stupidity of history. So keep saying present tense, sorry, he has passed. Well, he said that. And he said that because he was applauding the, the work going on in the establishment of this institute at Cambridge University um, for studying AI many years back. And although I disagreed with the first thought of his that I shared about how AI is either going to like change our world for the better or it's going to change it for the worse, I do agree with his, his thoughts on how it's great to study the future of intelligence rather than the stupidity of history because my personality likes to look forward my personality likes to try to focus on even if it's bad things going on trying to find the good trying to find resolution trying to still find ways for us to carry on a civilization still being productive human beings, still finding joy, still finding glimmers of hope and light and trying to grow and and be better people. All inventions have risk and there are many people that think that humanity has architected its own destruction with this development of chat GPT and AI and using it for writing emails, poetry, literature, essays, all the things, books. But we can't live in fear. So we ought to embrace the positive possibilities of AI. I hope you're with me. Can I get a redo podcast fam? Because all inventions come with some corruptive properties for society. And a big thought to consider when answering this episode's question of whether or not finding out that a beautiful poem was written by a computer instead of an actual person, we have to first find our stance on on this question here and that question is do humans own the exclusive right to write as a writer and an author I'm not threatened if if anything I feel like at least this is how I feel at present but who's to know what's to come but I'm trying to have positive mindset about computer-generated writings 
I think that if anything, writers should feel all the more credible and empowered. I mean, bravo to originals out there that are still going to continue to write, to students that won't turn to chat GPT to cheat, to artists that will continue to draw, to people willing and committed to keep working their creative gifts, talents, muscles, all of that. I feel like there would be all the more credit to those types of people and the works that they produce in, in light of the laziness and the other alternatives that, that we could take, that we could act upon, that we could use instead of using the gifts and the abilities and the knowledge that we have. So I could summarize that by just saying like, people who continue to write original works perhaps are just gonna deserve even more credit for doing so and should be applauded and admired all the more because writing is not easy. I mean, wilds are people turning to computers to generate things that they need to do in terms of written communication. Not everybody likes to write. So again, bravo to originals. I am committed to continuing to write my own emails, um, books, pieces of literature, whatever it is that I need to do. I, I am not I'm not allured by the use of chat GPT at present and I definitely don't see myself turning to it to bail me out of something I need to do for writing so and that's not me trying to pass judgment on anybody who feels differently because I mean I am a user of technology I I do have an iPhone I do use computer-generated things, whether it be social media or work stuff, but my writing is my writing, and I plan for it to stay that way. So I, I guess that what I'm doing here is just trying to explain further that I just don't think that a beautiful poem, that I would lose my affinity or not get a takeaway from it just because it was written by a computer. Now, I might analyze it a little differently, but words are words, and when combined, make, make for beautiful imagery, themes, poems, etc., all the good stuff. I've said it a couple times in this episode, and I'll say it again. Humans are responsible for AI, the creation of it, implementation of it and we just have to stay in control and we also just have to be aware we we never we never need to move forward knowing that AI is amidst things that we are seeing in our world and forget our responsibility to understand our source of whatever it is that we're reading and consuming. 
But I do think that the source shouldn't take away from our experience or the insight that can be gained from the writing because it's irrelevant to how we interpret and benefit from the written piece of work. It is time to close today's discussion. And I want to close by saying that good writing is subjective. Good writing may derive from artificial emotions, whether from a computer or a human being, and yet still result in authentic revelations and emotional responses within a reader. Podcast fam, a single word is so powerful, a single word. The goal is for humans to keep doing the work of combining words. But go ahead and refuse to let the source detract from the impact so long as you're aware of the source and still find the writing valuable to you. The placement of credit will either be directly or indirectly due. And that's taking into consideration that we're going to have a mixture of prose offered in our world. Computer generated, man written, man will always in my opinion, be the original writer. Thus, a beautiful poem can just be a beautiful poem, even though it came from <laughs> the crazy, the crazy world of AI, crazy world of computer codes, and all those things that many people don't understand unless you're a computer, a tech expert. But man will always be the original writer. So go forth, read, be original, write your own things if you're committed to it, but try to be conscientious of what you are consuming and and the source but i just want to encourage you not to let it take away from anything that you may gain or learn or benefit from having read some piece of prose do well be well think well and bye for now